Welcome to Flippin' and Mashin with your host Parnell and Lorian. What up? We're on episode 55, number 55. We are. This, the speed limit in most highways. That is true. Yep. But, you know, as the song said, though, I can't drive 55. <laughs> no, no one could go 55 because it's not even 60 miles an hour. Yeah, your ass is going to get run over if uh, you're going 55 on a 55 mile an hour road. Especially, especially in Minnesota. Especially in Illinois. I don't know. I, I've only driven over there a handful of times and it. Let's just say they go 90 on their tollways. Why it's not? Like, it's like you pay not to have police chase you down. I mean, isn't that really what it's all about to begin with? Um, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, um, let's start off with some game room stuff. My game room has has not changed. Um, my life is very boring. I have a, uh, I think like last episode you talked about, I have some mods from over a year or two ago that I need to get into some games. I think I bought some from Hooked on Pinball when they had a sale. There's some Ghostbuster stuff. And then like, uh, it's like a very thin polycarbonate shooter lane protector. And I did just purchase Cliffy's for my Scarelli brothers and a couple other protectors random ones they add up in price though i forgot how expensive hand bent metal is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep they do and get so expensive. I, yeah <laughs> so i have some cliffies coming and i'll put those in and the the medieval Manus remake gi kit i still need to uh take my time and put that in don't have any install dates for any of this stuff so I will most likely forget, and next week I will also have them ready to install. Yeah, see, so listeners, what you don't know is that this man has a pile of parts all over his fucking house that needs to go into his machines. And much like trying to get him to sell one of his machines that he never plays anymore, it's just never going to happen. <laughs> Galaxy, after we tried to get uh, some of the fireplace work done today... Uh, Galaxy needs to leave my house so that I have room to uh, move my games down and work around the fireplace. So I will be getting a hold of the potential buyer and asking them if they would like to make this transaction happen soon. Ooh, well, that's exciting. Yeah, otherwise uh, I will list publicly the new price so I can get this sucker moving. Get this sucker moving. It's, uh, I mean, I love having this, you know, I love more games in my basement, but uh, I'd already, you know, wanted to sell it, and now I'm trying to work around this stupid fireplace, and I won't be able to do stack stone on the one side of it until the games are slid down. That, that's it. I, yeah, I live that boring, hashtag boring pinball life. I don't very believe stagnant. it. Yeah, see, I, I don't believe it. I think secretly, everyone, that he is changing out games all the time and installing his mods. Because uh, I've never been to his house. So <laughs> I mean, the machines he claims he has, everyone, I just want you to know that we've been friends for over a year. Haven't been to his house. 
God, so, weird. Couldn't even tell you if he has these parts that he claims he has. <laughs> I've actually uh, purchased and then lost parts. Like um, when I had checkpoint, I bought the little nitrous bottle, and I bought a couple of them. They're like they were like from keychains, and I was going to put them on little L brackets that you know, you could screw where a plastic nut was. And uh, I, I have no idea where it went. I bought a couple of them, sold the game. They weren't with the game. I still haven't found them. Maybe they rolled behind the couch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I can definitely admit that I do have a few spare parts laying around from random machines, including uh, the Cliffy set for um, Baywatch. I don't know what I gave the guy. I think I gave him, like, a part of it, but I thought I gave him all of it. I did not give him all of it. I still have most of that Cliffy set sitting on a windroom uh, in my bedroom window, just kind of chilling out on the ledge, sitting there. Uh, I don't think you're ever going to get another Baywatch, so you might want to find a way to move those. Yeah, see, I don't think anyone wants to buy like 50% of a Cliffy kit, so I'm, and I, I'm, I can't bring myself to throw them away. No, so just I'm, list them for sale. Just be like, hey, 20 bucks, or I don't know what, it's probably like $800, but just list it for 50 or 20 or something and just, dude, there's cheapskates everywhere on the internet. Yeah, but, man, they're going to try to be like, I'll give you $5 for it, including shipping. And I'll just be like, you know what, I'll fucking throw them in the trash. Thanks. Wait, <laughs> but which ones do you have? Because, like, there's some generic cliffies, and then there's some specific ones, and, like, the shark hole is going to be specific, of course, and I don't know. Go on. Yep. Shark hole specific. <laughs> and then that, ba that back middle shot, the Vuck, that's specific. But there's mm -hmm. a couple. Uh, I, I don't know what they are. Right. But but potentially, there could be some generic ones. Wink. Potentially. Wink. Yeah, there could be. Probably not. I don't know. No. I'll get around to looking at it one day eventually, maybe. One day you could make money. You could make 20 bucks. You could buy yourself a Happy Meal. You know what? Mm -hmm. It's that same thought that crosses my mind when I'm thinking about you maybe getting some games that, I don't know, you'll love more than some of the ones you have down there now in your basement. So. I don't play my games, so I don't want to change them. I would then miss the games that I never played and liked. Yeah. So the yeah. new games that you think I would love would never, they would turn into those games because I'll never play them. Yeah. Well, you know, so there's the some, point in shaking it up. Uh, speaking of shaking it up, uh, I guess <laughs> nice transition. We can, we can segue into my basement because uh, I do like to shake things up. I've been so, to your basement. Yeah, I know you have a few times. But not the dungeon, just the basement. No, you've been to the dungeon. It's just been cleaned. Uh, <laughs> anyways um, so I've actually had a talk with Chelsea and it sounds like my Attack from Mars listeners nope. is up for trade so if any of you out there have a medieval madness mm -mm. Uh, hit me up and we could do a tradesies I've got a Attack from Mars LE it's in really good shape it's got one tiny tiny ding on the front of it and the powder coat is somehow worn down right where the lockdown bar touches the side rails. But other than that, it's beautiful. No. It is, though. I don't want you to get rid of your game. Yeah, I know you don't, because you want to be able to come over to my house and play it. 
that's why you don't want me to get rid of it. Yeah. 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 I don't want to buy one. Yeah. Well. Because you have one. I don't know what to tell you. You're ridiculous. That's me. However, uh, so that is kind of up. Another thing I'd like to share with our listeners is some of the offers I've gotten. Now, I've told Parnell that he needs to post up his Tron for sale. So that way, at the very least, we could talk about the offers that he gets every week. Because who doesn't want to hear some great lowballs and people not reading the ad stories and just really weird trades, right? <laughs> so I haven't had anybody yet contact me offering to trade a car for it. I am not <laughs> putting it out of possibility. That, uh, like I said, I live in Cambridge, so who knows what I could possibly get. So thus far, it's been up for a little over 24 hours. I've had one person that didn't read the ad at all in New Jersey and said, I'll pay you $7,000 cash shipped. God, sounds about as good as the Batman one I got. I replied back in kind, no, period. Uh, I also had someone contact me and said, hey, I know your ad says trade only, uh, but what about cash? And I said, well, I'm glad you read my, my post. Um, at this time, I'm not looking for cash. I said, but if you find a medieval madness for your cash offer, you could just go buy that. And before you do, I'll sign a little thing, you know, a bill of sale or whatever, guaranteeing you the game, and we can just go about it that way. And I have good positive feedback on Pinside and I've interacted with multiple people that I have as references. Uh, weirdly, he said, good luck. And then the last offer I had was for a Rick and Morty. Now, the interesting thing about this, uh, listeners, um, is I nearly, what, a month and a half ago, two months ago, I think right before I started the podcast with you, I called Parnell and I said, Parnell, I have money burning in my pocket. I've had it burning for a long time. It's like a really bad STD. For, for me, it was a really, really long time. Um, I said, look, I've had this money. I've been waiting for something to pop up. It's been like almost a month. Nothing's popped up. Mm-hmm. But if I drive down to Kentucky and drive the 19 hours one way, I can get a Rick and Morty for $8,700 with Penn Stadiums uh, and some other stuff. Uh, it has one small nick on the play field that the guy took a picture of. It looks like they tried to pull the guide, the ball guide out and like make an adjustment and it just kind of like nicked the play field barely. Uh, you actually could barely see it, but the seller was being honest and upfront. And so I talked to Chelsea and I'm like, hey, I think we're going to Kentucky tomorrow. And she's like, no, we're <laughs> not going to Kentucky tomorrow. And I said, no, I think we're going to Kentucky and I'm going to bring you to the nicest hotel in Kentucky's area and we are going to spend the night and we're going to make a, like a fun little trip out of it. Uh, she ultimately declined, which was for the best. Uh, but I'd nearly have bought a Rick and Morty. And so when this one popped up, um, you know, I had considered it for no amount of time. And I said, you know, I appreciate it, but unfortunately I'll pass. And the reason behind it is, is for later in the episode, ooh, teaser <laughs> for later, um, I do have some feedback about that game. And uh, I guess we'll just leave it at that. How exciting, cliffhangers. Okay, so... Unfortunately, I found a 
remake LE with gold trim, so it's like mine. In Ohio for eight, but it was pending by the time I sent it to you. Right. That's well, he bad. doesn't want to trade. He's looking for cold hard cashola. Oh, yeah. Well, that, you could have sold it to the other guy for the hard cash. And then brought oh, yeah, this guy. $7,000. Yeah, let me lose my ass on this real quick. And then I'll go get a Medieval Madness. And overpay for it. You know what I should do? I should take my game that was MSRP $9,000, sell it for seven, and then I should go over to this jackass's house with some, God forbid, ugly topper that he doesn't even include in the pictures, but says he has a topper for it. So God knows it's like some fucking action figures of like knights just like posed around with hot glue on the top of it. <laughs> and, I, and you know what I'm going to do? And you want to know what I'm going to do for that one? I'm going to paint it without the color chip. Fucking MSRP. Yep, let's go ahead and jump on that wagon. No, I thank you. I, I thought MSRP was uh, 85. Mm-hmm. So you want me to take a $2,000 loss and best case for him, a $500 loss. Nah, nah. I know my machine isn't worth nine, everyone that's listening. It's worth somewhere around eight, you know, plus or minus a couple hundred bucks, I think, because the ones that don't have the small nick and the two little oopsies on the powder coating on the lockdown bar, um, they're selling for like 9,000 fucking dollars. So I feel like I'm giving somebody the deal of the century if I were to sell it at like eight to 83, 8,500. However, it's not for sale. Because at this time, I want a medieval madness. And I just think that they're too overpriced right now. I mean, they will be for forever. But whatever. It's besides the point. Hashtag slash rant. Mm. I still think you should keep it and just put a medieval next to it. Well, and I guess that's the other exciting development that I will segue into at the end as well. Uh, but I'm not as hard up for the new alien. Um, call it maybe the fact that in the last three days we've seen nothing except for some lit up star posts behind drop targets from their Facebook because that's the only way that they communicate anything with the general public and refuse to answer my emails after 10 days. Rage filling inside of me. Um, I don't know how excited I am to attempt to pick up that game as I was when it was announced. So you, just, so you just have no patience. I have little patience for someone that has a game that's already flipping and working that went back and redesigned it and has been teasing it since October to announce it in December that it was going to be in the U.S. by January. And now it's fucking February and they have problems, quote unquote. Excuse me. Small technical issues. And we're like a month and a half behind at this time. Oh, and they still don't have any information about the LE. That they've also announced openly on their website as far as the price point. Which is $9,999. Hmm. Sounds like a cluster F. Sounds like uh, a very similar problem to a handful of other pinball companies that have done something similar. Right. I'm not going to say it's deep root, but it's starting to kind of smell like fucking deep root. <laughs> People have been asking them in emails and contacting them through social media saying, hey, I'd really, really, really like to see a picture of your assembly line. Uh, 
or like some people working on the games or like something. I mean, fuck, Highway Pinball had videos of their assembly line and their workers actually assembling the games. Highway fucking pinball. The guys that actually are the same guys now can't even follow the same business practice that they had before because it's now Pinball Brothers and they're different. They're not the same even though four out of the five people from Highway Pinball are now owners in Pinball Brothers. It's not the same. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's concerning to me because I really don't want to be waiting two years before I get my game. And right now, it wouldn't surprise me if that's realistically how long I would actually have to wait to get my LE at this time. Because they are totally silent on their end, and we have seen zero pictures of the playfield installed in the game, playing or flipping or doing anything. <laughs> that's right. We've just seen random pictures. Like close-up shots. Very, yeah, very close. Uh, like shots can't where they're anything. pointed down, so you purposely can't see that the playfield's just like sitting on a fucking table. And then the one shot we got most recently was near like where the trough area would be. It is in a pitch black room. You cannot see shit around it. And I guarantee you that shot is still the playfield sitting on a table in their test area. It is not <laughs> in a machine and they're not flipping it. And that just concerns me because this game was already working before they picked it up. They went in, they quote unquote removed complexity and quote uh, improved reliability and took out a bunch of their mechs that they'd spent a bunch of time and money on and owned all the fucking rights to, put all new parts in it, and now, oh my god, shocker, it's not working right. Who would have thought? I mean, it's not like it's a big deal if they wouldn't have said it's shipping in January and they would have just said, here's the info we have now, it's coming soon, we hope to have another update in a month. Right. I mean, it's all about setting expectations. My expectations were set that in early, early January, these things should have been getting off of a boat. Now, obviously, that is wildly fucking inaccurate. And then my expectations were, okay, well, they've ran into problems and they'll be sending them shortly. Now, shortly to me makes me think, eh, you know, maybe a month. And we're quickly approaching that time, and we've heard nada from them. So that means that they are not on the boat. And the few that I've heard through whispers, through the grapevines, uh, that there are some that might be coming by air, have also not gotten onto the plane either. So, I don't know. They've got like a month. I'm probably going to give them a month. Uh, they need to shit something out besides Facebook and Instagram picture updates of small parts of the play field. Or, I'm out. Well... Then you just have to wait until it actually like is in the U.S. and then you could look at buying it down the road. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Down the road. Like used secondhand, eventually, you know, trading it. You and your trades. I know. Hey, you want to know something? Look, sometimes I don't work out good on my trades, but you know as well as I do, some of my trades are pretty great. <laughs> that's true I'll just that's leave true. it at that but I've had some nice deals before with trades where both parties were very happy um, and these, this other party I will go ahead and clarify was not someone that's new to pinball and we were both extremely happy with the trades that happened so 
I in no way am someone that's out like trading with someone that just got into pinball. And I'm like, yeah, man, you know, trade me your tech for Mars for my uh, Stargate. See, they're both like space and, you know, it's totally an even trade. We're, we're talking about, uh, we'll just say veterans in the, in the pinball industry. So, um, yeah. We're going to skip to video games quick and then we'll be back at some pinball news. Uh, and a trip report. <laughs> um, let's talk about just uh, normal video games. I have pre-ordered Mar- 3D Mario World remake or re-release with Bowser's Fury for the Switch. I also own it on Wii U. I've played, I've probably beat it. Yeah, because I got to that super crazy space world and that ultra, ultra hard. I remember that. I pre-ordered it. I think my daughter's going to like it. Uh, She enjoys talking about our neighbor's cat. And I think Nintendo will put a, uh, how do you call it? Like a, not a handicap per se, but uh, maybe like an inexperienced kind of version mode for a player so that they die less. I think they did it on the original one as well. If you die five times, you kind of get like that, uh, that invincible star from the start. And so I think they'll have that and I can just kind of turn that on for her so she can mess around, not really die. And, uh, we both can play together co-op and, uh, have a good time. Yeah, I think you just want that mode for yourself so you can actually say that you beat a Mario game besides the first one. Let's be Well, that know. space level whatever is super duper hard, man. I'm going to have to turn it on for that for both for both of us when we get there. Wow. Otherwise, like I'm just excited to get in the cat suit and I'm sure it. you are excited to get into a cat suit. <laughs> <laughs> Not only do I like to play a cat uh, in real life as a furry, I like to play cat in the game sure hey man whatever floats your boat you know we're accepting here you know it's it's not a problem uh otherwise uh hades was a little fad for a while i'll have to go back and pick that up i do enjoy it and i miss it but with uh work and some of the stuff at home i just haven't had time to jump back into a video game Um, and does podcasting oh god yeah even that's hard um is there anything else I'm kind of like on my Xbox, my PlayStation are all put away. I I've seen random like older console games. I have a PlayStation Classic and a Super Nintendo and Nintendo Classic, and I kind of want to plug them in and play them. But I also don't want to just put them out in my main living room and have my son, who's super small, like just start grabbing crap and ganking it off and putting it in his mouth. So I've been keeping it packed away. Um. Yeah, otherwise I freaking have nothing really. No well, okay. you. Okay. All right, so a few things. Uh, one, if any of our listeners have a TurboGrafx-16 Mini and want to sell it to me for not absorbent amounts of money, I am currently on the hunt for one of those, so please reach out to us if you do have one. Uh, second, I guess the big pickup that I don't have but ordered today is I bought the Mass Effect Legend, Legendary Cash Wave 2, uh, which I dropped in a little link in our little chat here. Uh, and it has a one-to-one scale replica helmet of Shepard's helmet, which is super awesome. 
uh, and it's going to look really nice next to my Doom uh, Eternal one-to-one -one scale replica helmet that I have down in the basement. So I am super-duper excited for that, uh, and Did it is wearable. Your head? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know about this one. I do have a pretty big cranium. Um, <laughs> don't call me Richard Cranium. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I can tell you that the Doom one fits. A bit tighter than I wish, but I know they had to make it kind of fit everyone. So I don't have the biggest head, but I have a larger head. So uh, I presume if this is going to be similar sizing to the Doom one, it'll it'll fit just fine. And if not, Chelsea can wear it. So whatever. Um. But yeah, I am super excited about this. It doesn't come with the game. It just comes with a metal case, the helmet, uh, N7 acceptance letter, some canvas art print, and a morality spinner pin, uh, which is kind of cool. And um, I think it comes with another canvas art print as well. So I mean, it, for someone that's a huge fan like me, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'm all about it. You love this game that much? Oh, man. If, if I wasn't... If Chelsea, you know, um, and I were able to marry another person, for me personally, that wasn't like a human being, it would have to be the Mass Effect series. Well, except for like the last 20 minutes of Mass Effect 3. <laughs> it is by far my favorite series. The, the character growth and development throughout the series is just, mwah, it is just perfect. Um, Obviously, I've still been occasionally plucking away at Death Stranding, the postal United States Postal Service uh, simulator. <laughs> just, just, uh, now I'm just imagine like my USPS guy is like carrying a baby in his stomach and just like trudging around. No, it's it's on his front on on like outside of him, just in his. Like, I thought in the one of the pre-release videos they like went down his throat and there was a baby down there yeah so that's something else we we won't get into that to get bogged down by too much oh, stuff. okay so that's it. some sort of secret in the game okay uh yeah uh, yeah otherwise i but, did see that it's on the front of their suits right it's it's like a it's like a external clear womb that goes dark at times so the baby can sleep but then other times it opens up uh so the baby can alert you to the monsters that are around you um but what is really fun is, uh, you know, that game, when you get fully, like, loaded, man, you should see how much stuff this man can fit and stack. Because he's got boxes hanging, like, suitcases hanging off of each shoulder, like, each, uh, like, where his tricep is on the back. He's got, like, one box or two boxes that's sometimes there. He can have, like, 12 boxes, some climbing ladders. I mean, it's nuts. Uh, and you just see this, like essentially USPS truck, but just on a dude's like armor. Uh, and it's pretty goofy in the game, but um, that's been fun. And then uh, I have been playing some VR games. Love me some Beat Saber and Pistol Whip, uh, occasionally Poker Stars VR. Um, I am pretty excited to hear that Steam's new VR headset concept has a bunch of technology that's creepily similar ooh, to Sword Art Online's <gasps> VR headset. Sword Art. I did, that's an anime, and I've watched season one. Yep, so they, there's a lot of technology in this new VR headset that Valve is working on that has things that have been borrowed from that uh, in their new thing. And the Quest 3 uh, was apparently confirmed that it is in development. 
Uh, no new news on the DECA Gear VR headset that I have pre-ordered that's supposed to be here what? today. What? You have yeah. a VR. Why would you want another one? Uh, so the, the Quest 2 I have is a great all-arounder, but it is not peak performance, my good sir. Uh, the DECA Gear is supposed to be the you know more peak performance end uh, where it has as nice of a screen as the Quest, but it... Uh, Hooks up to your computer wirelessly, kind of sort of similarly to the Quest, but not the same. Um, it has better controllers and it has face tracking. So it can actually track like your eyes where they're looking. It can track your nose, your <laughs> eyebrows, your mouth, your tongue, all of that. It is able to track as you're playing. So it gets creepier the more. Oh, yeah. Hurts. Oh, yeah. But I am so pumped for it because I think uh, being able to I go know to a Zoom for it. Virtual Zoom meetings, man. No, this is for porn. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, well, first, there's plenty of that stuff already. Uh, but yeah, I do no, not think that that's the main focus of this. They're tracking though. tongues and noses and stuff, dude. Yeah. It's going to be a cam girl fantasy thing. Whatever. You know, I'm going to have one. <laughs> I'm not a cam girl, but I'm going to have one. And no, I really like don't you give would, a shit. Like you would wear it when talking to a cam girl. What? No. Why would you do that? Because it would track your tongue. No. No. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. And then they right. have some sort of robot thing. Me and you apparently have to agree to disagree here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's really, though, I think all about the only video game stuff really I've been doing. I do eventually want to get Cyberpunk 2077. I do technically have two gaming PCs in my house, and one of them's got a 2080... Um, graphics card in it, blah, blah, blah. So I'm sure it could run it pretty well. Did you say a twin 280 or just a 280? 2080. Or oh, a 2080. 2080. Okay. So it has a 2080 RTX card in it. But I think I'm going to need to upgrade to the 3000 series uh, before I buy that game. And that's going to be like $1,500. And that's like, again, kind of like the, the PlayStation 5, really low on the totem pole. It's there. But pinball comes first, and so does Chelsea. So, I mean, normally my money goes to one of those two things before I ever get down to that far down on the list. When you upgrade, think of me, because I need a video card for the V-Pin. I'll give you my 1070, which is still worth like $300 for some reason, uh, out of Chelsea's computer, because she'll inherit my 2080. Mm. Oh, you're, you're doing that game. Okay. The, 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 yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm still giving you a $300 card for free. Oh, I'm not uh, complaining about that, but I just meant, like, uh, my old roommate, they uh, were married. Um, right. And he he would do the same thing. He would get all the new shit, and then she would get okay. the... <laughs> okay, so Parnell, I, you probably don't know a ton about PC gaming and, like, graphics cards and stuff like that. What? what Maybe. Well, I I used to do tons of computer stuff. But once I graduated college, I didn't have money to buy computer stuff, so I just stopped caring about computer And components. when did you get out of college? What year? When did you graduate? Like 1902. Yeah, okay. So, um, you know, do, video cards have come a long way since then. Yeah, do you remember what card I have for my VPN? I don't. Like, it was top of the game back. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, the 2080 is the... Unless, except for the TI, it is like the flagship from last year. Oh, yeah, no, I know. I know okay. that part. So Chelsea has a 1070 in it right now, which is still a pretty 
decent gaming, you know, graphics mm-hmm. card. She plays. Um, are you ready for the game she plays? And well, you last time you said she played some like mobile game. Uh, she plays Stardew Valley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on Switch. No, on my gaming PC that I gave her. So I really don't feel too bad about giving her a hand-me-down 2080 for her to play farming or you know farming simulator Stardew Valley edition. So you know what she needs. I'm very sorry that I only want her to get 300 frames per second with my last gen (laughs) graphics card in Stardew Valley. Oh God! You know what she needs. You you need to do this. You need to install the. I don't know if I don't I don't remember if Dolphin can do Switch emulation, but you need to install the Switch emulator, and then just get her the new uh, Animal Crossing. Mm, okay, okay. Because um, if she likes Stardew Valley, she in theory might like Animal Crossing. But you have a Switch, so yeah. I've tried just, showing her Stardew, uh, uh, Animal Crossing. She's she's not as interested in it as Stardew Valley. But to be fair, Stardew Valley's the better game. Hashtag shots fired. Hashtag it's an RPG. It's not like a life lifestyle game or whatever you call those weird things. Uh, yeah, I mean, essentially, uh, Har- uh, not Harvest Moon. Uh, Stardew Valley is just like a way, way, way more advanced Harvest Moon. Like in every way. Do you play co-op with her so that like one person can collect and farm and one person can actually farm at home? No, because here we go again. You ready for this? She doesn't own the game. I do. And I just have my Steam library synced up to her computer and mine <laughs> since I own them both. And she just plays my copy because I bought it when I was still with my ex-wife thinking we would play it. We didn't. Uh, and Chelsea loves it, which is great because then I didn't waste that purchase. But that's all she plays. I mean, and I have tons of good games. Doesn't want to play them. Stardew Valley, though, man, sign her up. She'll sit out there all day playing it. So, yeah, I don't feel bad giving her a used 2080 for her to play Stardew Valley. That's kind of fun, though. Yeah. yeah sure. I heard there's an expansion pack or something where you can, like, plant in the water. Yeah, so it's... I don't want to get too bogged down with this, but um, that... So there's one guy, Concord Ape. He made the entire fucking game. The sound, um, all the songs, the pixel art, the game engine itself. I mean, he literally, he did this whole thing himself. And I think it took him a few years to do it. And he's still coming out with updates for the game that are all free. There's no DLC for the game that I know of. Could be wrong. Jesus. Uh, but this person comes out, and initially at launch, it was single player. Now you can play co-op with friends. Again, that was free. If this was an EA game, man, that would have been $69.99. Come get this with the <laughs> deluxe DLC where you get like an extra crop that yields you extra money. Like, come check this out. And you know, if it was Rockstar, they just have, you know, shark cards, or excuse me, plant cards, where you could, you know, buy it with real money and put it into some really like really stupid economy that they have until everyone hacked it. So um, good on him. Seriously, I think that guy still to this day does not get enough uh, recognition for what he did. Because for you to build an entire game from start to finish and it be as successful as his, that's a it's a big deal. Uh, I would say so. I would agree. I mean, he made it, man. He fucking made it. He's on the Switch. He's on PlayStation Four and the Xbox. 
box Xbox box edition. So, I mean, this man made it <laughs> all by himself. Yeah, no, that's that's uh that's some ins- insane work, especially like you said not to charge for DLC stuff. Right. Right. So, hats off to him and I'm glad Chelsea loves the game. I think it's cute. I mean, it's fun, but uh it's not my cup of tea. I'm more of a shoot, shoot, bang, bang kind of game, personally. <laughs> so, me and you playing Call of Duty later, or what? Fuck. I mean, no, I will have to decline. <laughs> there we go. I'll use my polite response. Uh, I do not play Call of Duty. Um, I do, however, still occasionally want to play Counter-Strike Global Offensive and love Doom and Doom Eternal and the old Dooms. Uh, three's okay. Um, but yeah, no, I'm more of a shooter. I do like adventure games and action games and RPGs occasionally, but I have to, I have to be in the right mood. Hmm. So. All right. This leads to my next question. You know that I, if you have ever listened to an episode of Flippin' and Mashing, I'm obsessed with Hydro Thunder. Which... No way. <laughs> At some point in my life, I will make a Hydro Thunder game for myself. I just fantasize about it at the moment. Mm-hmm. But are there any arcade games that were ported to console that you either play today or would play it if you had the time that you really like? Crazy Taxi, 100%. Like, hands down. That is what got me into punk. And and I don't want to say rock, but you know, punk and rock. Wasn't that kind of ska, like some ska too? I guess, like kind of a mix of all those. I, I guess. I mean, it had it had the Offspring and it had Bad Religion. I mean, I know those two. Like, oh, Offspring, yeah, that's for not sure ska stuff. Right. So I mean, kind of, but I mean, yeah, no, I played the shit out of that as a kid on my friend's Dreamcast. I didn't realize that it came out in arcades first. Yes. I thought it like was a Dreamcast game, and then it went to arcade. No. Man, back then they didn't make games that that played arcadey first on the console. Oh, that's, yeah, good point. And like the Dreamcast is like the perfect console arcade machine, right? Except for the disc grinding noises that it made. <sighs> yeah, well, that's why you gotta have you know like the the non disc reader version mod. Or you just have multiple expensive ways around it. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Not when it's like a year old or two years old. So I also very much enjoyed Crazy Taxi. And I was just thinking about this. Does the game does the game end? Like, do you, can you beat the game? Because I just remember playing and we would just pick different where or like different directions to kind of drive just to see something different otherwise it was kind of the same every time nope totally the same every time uh i don't think that there's a way to like quote unquote beat the game i know in like the playstation one they came out with like challenges where you could like go bowling and do crazy Mm -hmm. drifts and stuff like that but i mean i don't think that there's a way to beat the game because the whole point of the game is you have a timer up at the top, and you just got to keep getting people until the timer runs out, man. And when you do a good job, you get time back. And when you suck, you lose time. But when you're playing, isn't there, like, 
X amount of people on the map and you're just going and picking them up. Like, does that just keep kind of populating or is, do those people run out and then you win? Ooh, now I don't know. I'm not that good at the game to tell you, honestly. I know that, um, I mean, like the, a person you pick up at one desk at one location will not respawn that I know of. I have not played that game that long. I definitely had a route or two that I would normally play and attempt to do really well at. However, I don't know if mine was optimal route, and I definitely haven't looked into like uh, people trying to speed run it for maximum amounts of time or anything of that nature. But yeah. okay, that's funny that we that you even say this because I literally was scrolling Reddit or some sort of video game news and uh, saw a game that looked just like Crazy Taxi pop up coming soon, and uh, I thought. It was going to be a real Crazy Taxi sequel, but it is not. It is a knockoff called Taxi Chaos, and it comes out in February for Xbox, PS4, and Switch. Sent you the link, and I think we've both finally seen it. No, it definitely looks really cool. I mean, I'm tentatively excited. Yeah, if if they don't get slapped with a cease and desist from Sega, uh, I'm super excited to play it. Now, it's not going to be the same as the original, and I'm definitely going to have to listen to The Offspring and Bad Religion and the rest of that great soundtrack from the first one as I'm playing it. But other than that, looks pretty solid. Looks a little Mario Odyssey-y, though. That's probably one thing that I kind of have to sort of gripe at, is I I wish it had went a different direction with art. The art almost looks like uh, Fortnite. Yeah, you know... Maybe it's us, you know, as I've talked about earlier in the podcast, you know, where we're kind of like wine-slurping elitists at this point, but uh, with with pinball as a whole. But, man, something about, like, art that somebody really took some fucking time to work on, not, like, slapped together in a week. Uh, I mean, just, man, sometimes, I tell you, uh, there's just some art that'll totally totally blow you away even if you already know what something's going to look like, like Ghostbusters. So I wish that they had done a little bit more with the art style of it and maybe done not hand-drawn stuff, but I don't know, just not cell-shaded goobers. Wait, for what? The video game? Oh, sure. Okay, so the main differences on this game is it seems like you can jump, like bounce the taxi up in the air. I'll link the website. You can see the trailer. But you jump, and then it looks like they jump over a building, and there's kind of like a shorter section of the building, so he drives over the building between two taller buildings. So that might be a way to do some shortcuts. I guess that would add a different dynamic to the original game. Yeah, it could. I I think I seem to recall vaguely that, like, and maybe it was Crazy Taxi 2, where you could, like, I don't know if this is right, but I swear you could, like, do a grind with your car, uh, with your taxi. So There's, like, six Crazy Taxis, so would, we would have to go back Yeah, and, and I don't know if it's two or three, but I swear I played one of them where you could, like, almost, like, do a Tony Hawk skater grind with it, sort of. Um, so it, it'll definitely be interesting to see how they've kind of implemented that verticality, because... It's a cool idea, but it's all going to depend how well they implement it into the game. Yeah, and from the pictures, it looks like 
they have a handful of different taxis, like the old classic. There's a old Mustang, Camaro, old Camaro, and then a new Mustang. But they're all generic looking. And uh, one of the report, not report, but one of the kind of news articles about it did mention, I'm wondering if Sega is going to slap them with a cease and desist or some lawsuit because this is very, very similar. I mean, historically, I can tell you that Sega uh, likes to make fun of Nintendo almost on a weekly basis. Um, you know, as far as how cease and desist happy uh, Nintendo is versus Sega. Because Sega will pretty much let just about anything happen. But it is interesting to see how this might play out. They banhammered the shit out of a lot of Sonic homebrews uh, video games, so... I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll see. I, I can tell you that, I mean, they banhammer... And, you know, Nintendo banhammers almost anything. Oh, yeah. They are really very strict with their IP, which they can be, and it makes sense. But at the same time, there's kind of a lot of uh, fans that do it out of love. And to get some of those banhammers kind of sucks for the community. Yeah, I think it's kind of bullshit. I mean, some of that needs to be, like, free use. Um, and I think Nintendo will a lot of times, even if they know that it's free use, their lawyer has cooked up something, or their, excuse me, their army of lawyers, because I'm sure they have, like, three fucking floors of some building at each, you know, headquarters that they have around the world globally, where they all get together, and if there's anything that they can find at, that they could even pick at someone for, you know, a few years in the court system, they'll throw a cease and desist at them, and, you know, they might be wrong, but they they know that either you're going to call them out, and you're just going to spend an astronomical amount in legal fees or uh, you're going to cease and desist what you are doing. So it's unfortunate. Yeah. Such is the dealings with big companies. It is. It is. Do you play any mobile games? No. Like while you're bored or whatever? Um, I take that Sit back. Around. So if I'm truly like, I mean, fucking stuck somewhere and I have to, I play a game called Gunhouse. Uh, I actually know the developer of the game. Uh, it's a cool little sort of tower defense, sort of Tetris style, sort of like mix of the two. Um, it's enjoyable. Is it a game that I pick up every day and I'm like, oh my God, I got to play it? No, but there's no pay to win. There's no paywalls. There's none of that stupid bullshit. It's just a, a game that gets progressively harder and you just play through and... Um, you like power up guns by matching sections and then like taking those power ups and then sliding them into the guns. Um, it's a really kind of cool concept um, because as the game kind of progresses, you don't necessarily want just like one type or the other type. And you can select like when one, when one of, I think the three or four cannons on screen uh, fire and there'll be enemies at, like, different levels, and depending upon, like, what you've chosen, we'll do different effects across the screen. So there is a bit of, well, actually, there's a lot of strategy in, like, how you play the game. Uh, on top of when it's the Tetris section, when you aren't actively kind of being overrun by uh, minions. I don't know the whole story. I, I think it tells you when you first download it, but, shit, it's been so long, I, I couldn't tell you. But essentially, there's just a bunch of things trying to attack your tower. 
that you're in. Do you enjoy tower defense? One of my guilty pleasures is still turning on oh the my. old StarCraft, like the OG StarCraft, and going back and still yeah. to this day getting on StarCraft Online because they still left Battle.net online because Blizzard doesn't do a lot of things right, but they still allow Battle.net for StarCraft 1 on, and I will absolutely play the shit out of used map settings, turret defense games, and other used map settings games. Just don't play against other people because it's just hackfest. Well, yeah, I mean, no, that's not why I would go into Battle.net. And a lot of my friends are like, well, why don't you go to StarCraft 2? And I'm like, because StarCraft 2 sucks. I, I, <laughs> there's too many units that I miss from the original game. And I know it's all probably, somewhat at least, I can admit, nostalgia. Fuck, I just love the old game. And I know it's not balanced perfectly. And I don't care. It's just amazing. I love it. I would have to agree. Like, I would play StarCraft 2 over StarCraft 1, but there's a lot of StarCraft 1 stuff that I miss from StarCraft 2. Like, I don't think Guardians are in StarCraft 2. Correct. Yeah. Which was a very nice weapon unit, which it looks like a flying spider crab, and it shoots these green balls down on ground units, but they can't attack um, air. At any rate, one of my favorite tower defense games, this is where I wanted to go with this, is uh, Pixel Junk Monsters. Have you played that? That's uh, from PlayStation 2. N- no. Three. No, I have. Wait. No. No, I have not. You need to get it because it is amazing and co-op. So you can play with your lovely fiance or anybody, I guess. But it is so fun and cute. And to upgrade your towers, you stand on them and dance. And so it is very enjoyable. Mm. Okay. Uh, Pixel Junk. I don't know if that's the company name. I think it is. They make a handful of really good games. They have Pixel Junk Eden. And Pixel Junk Shooter was one of my favorite side-scrolly space shooters. Oh my god, what is that game on Sega Genesis? Dang it. I'll have to try to think of, think of it, but you, like, fly a spaceship, and you, can, you have to go pick up people underground, right? Like, pick them up and then shoot liquid and go find secret. It was very enjoyable. And then they have a Pixel Junk Racer. Cool development team. Pixel Junk Monsters 2 released a couple of years ago on Switch and other consoles. And while it had some different art direction and it had some different features that people didn't like. I think they did upgrade it or update it and I need to go purchase it because uh, I've been, I have the demo. I've played it a few times and I kind of miss it. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely have to check it out. I uh, don't know about how I feel about dancing on top of my tower to upgrade it. Uh, However, um, that definitely sounds like it could be a lot of fun. I, I, I don't know for sure, so I can't tell you. Just take my word that it's amazing. Yeah. I guess I'll have to until I try it myself anyways. So, Parnell, I guess we can go ahead and transition into the next section, which is... My vacation. Oh, you're having a vacation? Yeah, to my basement. No, I don't do vacations. Trevor Parts! Well, and you don't go to your basement uh, either, so... I just sit down here and stare at my turned off machines. Man, what a fucking boring life. <laughs> you don't even turn them on? Like watch them all twinkle and shit? I sometimes do. And like uh, like if I work, I'll turn a game or two on and then 
when I need a two minute break or whatever, I just get up and go play and come back down, come back, sit down. Wow. Yeah. That's like looking at a Christmas tree that's decorated, but all the fucking lights are off. Like <laughs> you can't appreciate a pinball machine unless it's sitting there blinking and flashing and going through the attract mode. Sometimes if I think about it, it is depressing that I sit down in my basement and don't play my games. But you have a trip that you did. I was a little jealous. So why don't you tell us what happened? Well, you were invited on that trip. I just want to go ahead and let everyone know. Okay. Oh, I can't leave my yeah, house. Yeah, exactly. See, so listeners, just don't think that I did this out of you know spitefulness and I didn't invite him. Uh, I did rub it in his face when I ate a mac and cheese hot dog that was delicious. Yeah, I did get a picture of that. I couldn't even tell what it was. It just looked like a fucking mac and cheese in a hot dog. Yeah, bun. there was a hot dog underneath the gourmet one, and it was quite yum. I burnt the shit out of my mouth taking the first bite, but it was completely <laughs> worth it. I mean, like, seared it, man. I Like, my mouth itched okay. the next day. It was so burnt. <laughs> was this like... Was it like the craft macaroni and cheese? Uh, no, so I think it's it's not Velveeta shells, but it is a shells mac and cheese, and it is very good. It's not overly rich like Velveeta kind of can be. Oh, Velveeta is gross. So I hope. Um, not. But it, it is very good. I wonder if it's just homemade and just very gooey cheesy. It's very possible. It is seriously good, and I think it's only like eight or nine bucks, and you get chips and a pickle spear with it. So who could bitch about that? No. Well, uh, I, I love hot dogs, so no, I wouldn't. So where'd you go? Uh, so I went to Tilt down in the Twin Cities. I braved the elements. I went out into the hot zone. I battled COVID, and I battled God, probably Ebola and some other stuff, but I made my way down there. Um, so how, how busy was it? There, It was not as busy as it normally is on a Friday night until we got ready okay. to leave. Oh, so late, like... When did you leave? Like 10, 12 o'clock? Oh, God, no. I, I'm not an old man, but, like, they don't have fatigue mats in front of their games. You're just standing on concrete floor. So unless you have, like, some uber-duber-duber comfy shoes, um, mm-hmm. you can maybe get two or three hours in. But at that point, I mean, your your feet are oh. – they're, they're barking, as Kevin Malone would say from the office. Uh, so I definitely – we got out of there – I think by about 9.30 uh, was when we okay. left. It really started to get busy after about 9, which is weird because they're only open until 10. Oh, that is weird. So huh. I, I don't know. It's just the hipsters down in the Twin Cities. Who can predict anything they do? Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why don't you tell us what games you played, and then we'll go talk about each one. Yeah, so um, let's see. I played the Simpsons Pinball Party. Oh, God, they have They that. do, and it's actually one that's in good shape. And it plays it's good. like a hot title right now because people think it's like the greatest, deepest game ever. So it is interesting. pretty deep if you actually looked up the rules to get to the super duper secret extreme wizard mode that uh, Keith put in there. It's or not Keith. Yeah, Keith. Keith Johnson. Yeah. Um, Johnson. It is a super deep, very challenging game. Uh, I have actually thought about getting one of these games, uh, but last time. I went to go play the only one that at the time was available to play on route. Uh, and that one is hot dog shit. Uh, there's really no other way to play, put it. Uh, but the one at tilt played a lot better. It's not the game that I think is going to come into my basement anytime soon, unless I could get one for a really good deal. 
Um, unfortunately, it's just, it's got a lot of shots. It's kind of cool, but at the same time, it's not as exciting as some of the other games that are out and available to play. What was next on the list? Yeah, um, next I played uh, Medieval Madness Royal. Ooh, yeah, okay. Yeah, got to play that. How was the, okay, not to go off topic yet, but how was the GI? I wasn't as impressed as you made it sound like I should be. Shit. Yeah. Next. No one wants to hear your opinion. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's okay, but like I, I kind of had told you, like, eh, it really does feel like it was an afterthought. I mean, it obviously was, because the game was originally made in 1999, but they didn't integrate it enough to where I was like, whoa, cool, radical. I was just like, eh, GI changes colors. Like, eh. Oh, come on, I can't return it. You better start talking it up. My well, friend. the thing is, is you just have to hold on to it. Because even if you don't like it, you should just keep the kit as is. And then you can just fucking sell it to some other jabroni for double what you paid for it when it goes no, out of stock. I'm excited for it. Um, okay, so I played Medieval Madness. And it was mm-hmm. Medieval Madness, go figure. Um, the next game that we played was... Hold on. I'm writing these down so like we can go back. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'll just go over all the games then so then we can go back. Yeah. Okay, okay. so hold on. We're going to cut here. <laughs> so I played an Avengers limited edition, a Led Zeppelin Ooh. limited edition, a Big Lebowski. I don't think there's multiple editions. What? First edition, Chinese edition, or the uh, new... first edition. <laughs> uh, Rick and Morty. I played oh, yeah. a Batman sixty six. I think it's the LE because it has the topper with Batman and Robin with like the cool little center beacon thing. I don't yeah, think that, that came have... on the premium, and I don't think they sold it separately. So uh, I, you were I don't right. know. Uh, we played World Cup Soccer, uh, obviously mm-hmm. limited edition because all Williams games are amazing. So I'm told. Um, yeah, okay. so we'll go ahead and go back over the, you know, the newer games that I got to play. And I guess we can start off with Led Zeppelin. We'll start off with the worst. Um, my God, do Ooh, I really wish okay. that the game had more in it? I mean, it flows. It's a flow beast, right? Flows super cool. I really think they fucking missed the mark taking that ramp out for the upper flipper. Um, but outside of that, the fucking spinner magnet combo dealio raising up out of the center of the play. I really could give two shits. Like it, it's not exciting enough for me to be like, Oh my God, what a revolutionary design. I've never seen something pop up out of the play field before. This is just like, you didn't know the code to get it to work more to your favor. Or is it just, you know what I mean? Like the shots felt really generic. It really felt like um, they kind of wrote this one home. You know, they, they didn't spend as much effort and time oh. integrating it and making something that really felt like a Led Zeppelin. I could give two shits about that Elvira knockoff guy that you hit and he bounces it. Like, who gives a shit? Mm. Like, God damn it. It's, it makes me so sad that, like, it's feels like Steve Ritchie just gets kind of shafted on either weird themes or I don't know. Like, did he have enough time with Led Zeppelin or were they so strict 
like Star Wars on their license that he couldn't do much? Or is it, is he out of ideas? Like he just can't think of a crazy way to do something with the ball. Well, I mean, if you kind of look at Led Zeppelin and Star Wars, um, those games felt kind of samey. They felt like they had some shots borrowed from some of his other games, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. Um, so I guess in that sense, um, it was kind of disappointing for that to kind of be the case. Um, you know, I think with Black Knight, he definitely had more time. And I think he really did have a good idea of what he wanted. Uh, I do kind of question if he didn't want there to be pop bumpers in the game. Uh, Cause that is something very Steve Ritchie to do. Uh, to take pop bumpers out of the game, uh, to have space for something else. Because uh, they do kind of seem like the one thing that's just sort of like, eh, well, I guess, like, got to have pop bumpers because people bitch about it if I don't. That's the only thing that slows that game down. It really is. Um, unless you have a premium, and I guess, you know, everyone that owns a pro will immediately tell you uh, the upper play field slows the game down. Um, it's, it's fantasy. Well, whatever. Yeah, I know. Okay. So, uh, um, so Star Wars was called a stinker at first, and now it's like people figure out the code or there's an update. And so now people, well, I'd say a majority of people really like Star Wars as a game, right? Cause the See, code. I think it's bullshit, though, because so, of the outlanes. Fuck those outlanes. Okay, so you put your rubber bands over there. But, like, do you think they're going to take Led Zeppelin? And while we all think it's lacking that there's going to – because. The sound of the code depth sounds very deep and very intricate, which is sweet to hear. But do you think that the game will be saved by the code, potentially? See, I don't necessarily think so, because Star Wars was a flow monster, kind of similarly to how um, Led Zeppelin is. Star Wars, at least on the premium, had the hyperspace loop, which was an almost Mm -hmm. impossible to hit shot, Steve. God damn it. Uh, but when you hit it, it was a really cool toy. The thing raising up out of the play field to be another spinner and something that's going to drain your ball if you are shooting at something halfway up the play field is really not super exciting. I mean, that's just raising up like essentially a bash toy uh, with a magnet on it. And I don't know. I, I think that he did kind of write this one home, but... Uh, you know, if we look at, let's say, for example, Parnell, you know, Ghostbusters. I think the reason that mm-hmm. Ghostbusters is so successful now and why so many people want it is not only because of the code depth, but because it has an interesting layout. Um, yeah. And Led Zeppelin didn't really feel like an interesting layout. It just kind of felt like kind of stuff that we've already seen. Uh, there was nothing that was, like, super cool or fun about it. So that's why I... I don't think it might come back with, you know, super uber deep code, but Tim Sexton, you know, we can only look at their game that they did last, which is Black Knight, and that game is not deep. So I'm glad to see um, that they're attempting to make Led Zeppelin deeper, but I still don't know if it's going to be like on par with like a Dwight game. Um, But, you know, you can also look at when Dwight did Ghostbusters versus Dwight doing Star Wars. A lot more people really like Ghostbusters as opposed to Star Wars in the layout and code, I think now, than you know, they did before, and that was mainly because Ghostbusters had the layout, except for the flipper gap, which everybody bitches about. Um, 
but you know, the rest of the game is super cool. And uh, yeah, I, I think that Steve Ritchie, it just kind of feels like a lot of the games he's created, minus Black Knight, he hasn't known the theme. He just makes a layout, mm. and then they just adapt <laughs> the theme to the layout. Feels kind of soulless, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And then do you think that that rising out of the play field thing was was like, oh, crap, we need a we need an expensive toy. Think of something that fits this layout. Or does it fit into the game? Or layout, I should say. Uh, I mean, I guess. I don't know. Like I said, it to me, I just, I really was cold on it. Um, I, I didn't see <laughs> the appeal personally. And there's another game that I have on the list here uh, that I'm probably going to save till last that I absolutely was fucking blown away when I played. And I hate to admit how much I liked it. I know what it's going to be. It's going to be Stern Galaxy because I got one for sale and you want it. <laughs> You're going to leave it at my house. I'm sure of that much because you want it out of yours. <laughs> All right. So uh, what do you want to talk yeah, about Yeah, we'll do uh, Batman 66. Um, okay, so this game is hyped up. This game, people say, is amazing. And it's based off the Batman Dark Knight layout. Right. But they changed it. I'm assuming where the Joker was, they turned... That's where that rotating shot is? Yes. Pretty much? Okay. So, did you get far enough into this game to get a feel for it? And, like, do you think it's as good as everybody's claiming? I think it shoots like a shittier Lord of the Rings with a sort of innovative, spinny thing that has a bunch of different stuff on it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I... It's a, it's a nice way to put... Like, it's a simple way it, to put it. I mean, I just... Personally, me, it kind of has a feeling sort of like Lord of the Rings, um, but not at all, because I know they're not the same, but it wasn't as exciting as I wanted it to be. Um, and I've, on that specific game, won games at League Night. So, I mean, I'm not a pro at it by any means, but I can sometimes definitely get into the game enough to kind of get a bite of code. And I was hoping maybe between some code updates and the fact that I hadn't played it in like a year, that maybe when I was walking back to it, it would just like fucking, you know, Chuck Norris roundhouse kick me in the chest. And I'd be like, wow, I really actually kind of like this game. Um, but unfortunately, it, it's just not there for me. I, I see the appeal. Uh, it's definitely like a flowy game, I think, our, our homey-gomey, as uh, Straight Down the Middle would say, um, has done a pretty good job with the layout. I just think that overall, the execution for me just isn't, again, as exciting as some of the other games. And it's largely to do with that rotating thing. Uh, feels kind of clunky sometimes. Sometimes it's cool. Um, when you're shooting for the magnet and the ball's going up there and the magnet's kind of doing stuff kind of like sparky wood, like that's fun. But then it'll rotate around to where there's this weird like uh, horizontal spinner thing that you shoot through and it like kind of like poops it out the side into the left uh, orbit for it to come back down to your flipper. Like that's, to me, that sucks. <laughs> mm. 
So, and I don't know if that's a routed one and it's supposed to spin like a whole bunch, but it, there's just some shots on it where I'm just like, mm, mm. and the, I think it's the Catwoman shot. I'm kind of pretty cool on, which is the right ramp. I could really leave that one. I, I wouldn't miss it if they took it out of the game. Ah. Uh, did they have an Elvira House they of do. Horrors? Did you no. play it? Dang it. Have you played it much? Yeah, I did play it some. I've only played like two games on it. Yeah, I've, I've probably put like 25 or 30 games on it at this point because I keep trying to go back to it and be like, please love me. And she's just like, no. Um, so you, I don't want to get straight too far from your list, but like in a very quick thoughts on that game. Um, it's fun to play on route. It's not something I would own. Okay. And right. I think it comes back to what? the theme, the call outs, the music, and some of the design choices were just kind of, for me, a little like, eh. So would you would you play that or Scared Stiff? Oh, I'd play House of Horrors any day. What? Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. Why? I don't want to get to the wizard mode on Vault 1. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's, there you go. See, you know, maybe some of the games you want actually aren't that great, Parnell. But you aren't going to get them because you don't ever sell anything. Maybe I want to get to the wizard mode on ball one. Yeah, man, that sounds super. It makes me feel like a. Make me feel like well, a go get player. a monster bash because, man, that I, I think that would actually do well in my it house. It Probably would because it'd be just difficult enough for you to not be able to get there. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter would probably beat me before. Right. <laughs> Three year old beats her. So dad. Uh, next game on the list, Big Lebowski. All right, so. Obviously, this has been routed for a long time, so it might play a little different, but this is regarded as a pretty good game. If the modes felt more polished, which I'm sure they have made some incremental stuff, but I haven't felt it yet in the machine. Uh, the bones and the framework and the shots are totally there. I've heard the bowling, the underplayfield bowling thing, that mech is like, horribly fucking unreliable like to the point where people want to pull their hair out um but when everything on the play field's working and when the gi isn't out like it was one time when i went there to play it um that game is truly uh the evolution of what williams would be making today if they were making games and i hate to say that about dutch because they've done some pretty scummy shit um however the game does shoot great if I could get that game brand new for under $10,000, that would seriously be a fucking contender for my basement. I'm not paying 12 or 14 or 16 or 25 or whatever they fucking go for. But if I could get one for under 10, I would absolutely consider getting it, even if it isn't a theme that I would consider as a dream theme. Because it does feel like a Williams game. Also, the rug uh, that you bash is like the bash toy to start modes. Uh, the one on location, they've had to go through a few rugs on the play field. Not the one underneath the game that ties the whole room together. <laughs> I'll have to watch some, uh, whatchamacallit, some gameplay yeah. of it. No, and, and like I said, when that 
under the playfield bowling alley thing works, super cool. Super cool. Because the ball somehow reacts kind of like how you'd expect a ball to rolling down the lane. And it's not too long. Like, it's, it's got brevity, but it's not too short. Uh, you go down there, you press the action button, the ball's released. You either, uh, you know, obtain your objective by collecting the bowling ball of that character, or you don't. Um, but it's really fun. So, yeah. Good. Uh, what's next? Rick and Morty. Man. This could be... This could be a hot or not title because uh, we've heard the first run games were clunky and there was some adjustments that they made on the line. And so later builds play a little bit smoother or different. So this one definitely had its problems. Uh, I would say 75% of the time when you go to launch the ball, it would end up actually coming out around either the inner orbit or the outer orbit on the left side. So it was not working the way that it was supposed to, like from the get-go. This is also, uh, they got one of the first ones off the line. I mean, relatively. I'm sure it wasn't like the actual first, but it was definitely one of the early, early runs. So it's always been kind of a clunkmeister, uh, but I can feel that there's something there. Um, however, it's been, what, over a year since it came out, I think? Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. Really pissed that there isn't more code in the game. Really upset that there aren't more multi-balls. And there's not that many modes. Um, and as far as the layout, I think they adjusted it from the first time I played it to now. Or I've just gotten better at shooting clunky kind of machines like Playboy. Um, <laughs> and I definitely was able to make all the shots for the most part. I mean, I wasn't able to hit nail all of them. The upper orbit was I couldn't get a lock on it but I was able to make the lower upper flipper shot to the garage uh, more than once and when you made it it felt really satisfying and good however if I compared it to TNA it almost feels like TNA 2.0 but with a worse light show and about the same amount of multi-balls and actually about the same amount of mode slash reactors so I think that they need to do some more work on it. I and you know, we won't be able to know exactly how deep into the game they're going to get. Yeah, the modes just feel like there's not enough of them for my personal liking. Um I think that they really missed something or are have not yet completed that journey to having like the ultimate Rick and Morty. Uh, pinball because I have recently rewatched re the show and I do agree with a lot of the fans that there's a lot that they have on the table that they just haven't implemented I would just like mm -hmm. to see more depth in the game because there's no inserts on the play field that I recall that go over the different modes that you get into so the only limiting capacity there is them coding the actual modes and putting them into the game weren't they talking about having eight or is that just I'm not sure. Up. You listen to the spooky podcast, so you might have a better idea. I think it should be closer to like 10, 12, or 14, personally. I want to I say that they are putting a lot more in. And I don't think there's a wizard so. mode in it yet, which, shame on you, spooky. A year out, and it doesn't have a wizard mode. And I can't blame Scott Denisi, because I don't think he's doing that part. 
Yeah, no, Eric, Eric is. you really need to get on your shit, buddy. Like, eat your fucking Wheaties and get, you know, become an Olympian. <laughs> like, you can do it, buddy. I really, and that's, I think, why I won't be getting this game anytime soon. Uh, I also had my fiance and my friend who I went with play that game. Uh, Chelsea was lukewarm to it at best, and my friend fucking hated it. He said it was the worst playing game he's played. That's a new game. Jeez. Uh, now, of course, his favorite game of all time is World Cup soccer. So you kind of got to take some of his input with like a grain of salt because World Cup soccer is a great game, yeah. but it's not what I would say is like an all-time great. Um, all right, so moving on, because I don't want to be here all night. Uh, I think the last game – well, I mean, uh, World Cup soccer, you, you shoot – the goalie, he says, go! And you rinse and repeat. <clears throat> it's a really f- fun, yes, flowy it's game. It's very flowy. It is a fun game. Um, but I think in my basement, it just kind of got stale. Got to the wizard mode uh, more than once, and I was just like, okay, I'm done. Um, so that game left. Uh, now, the game that everyone oh, wants God. to hear me talk about. Can't wait to hear this one. It's going to be something just horrible. Look, I'm going to have to go wash my mouth out with soap after I say the sentence. Oh my god, it was Waterworld, no. wasn't it? It was Medieval Madness 2.0. <laughs> you mean Medieval Madness 0. 0.5? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys, I played an Avengers limited edition or premium. I mean, they're essentially the same thing. Holy shit! Um, I can't believe everything that's in that game. And I can't believe it's a stern title. And I can't believe that their follow-up to Turtles and Avengers to arguably of some of their best, most packed games ever, they follow up with fucking Led Zeppelin with color-changing LEDs <laughs> in the side art. That really was a weird, like, Turtles, even the pro looked pack. Avengers, even the pro looks decent. And then to have lead come out, and it's like, Rrr. that's why I keep asking about that. Like, well, maybe they missed some some dollars. The Ellie does look just slam packed with yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, and, and slash the premium, right? Because they they're gonna have the same things. The only real difference is like side art, HD glass, a shaker motor, and uh, mirrored back glass versus a trans light, and I. And uh, Keith Elwin's signature, which you totally would never be able to get if you just went to a show that he was at and asked for his signature. I'm sure he would say no. Um, He'd probably make it whatever. It'd it. still be cheaper than the two grand bump from a premium to an LE. Uh, however, <laughs> however, um, I fucking loved the game. Okay, what is something bad about the game? Um. Hold on. The outlanes aren't great. They're not as bad as Star Wars. But those are some mm, hungry okay. outlanes. Keith, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are not. Um, <laughs> God damn, did you make this thing? I believe you for a second. Uh, th- this was like really side drain heavy. Uh, I don't think I lost the ball down straight down the middle once. The entire uh, like six games we played. I played it a shitload. You put a sock in the middle? No. Of the drain? So the No, I didn't okay. do that. Why would I put a sock in the middle of the drain? So oh, you didn't ha, drain ha, down ha, the ha. middle. No, um Was the code too complicated? No, but I also am becoming a more experienced pinball player. 
and I've been. You're becoming a more better pinball. I don't want to person. say better. I want to say I'm gaining more experience playing these deeper games, and I have an idea. Having played um, Iron Maiden and having played Jurassic Park, I have an idea of what Keith wants you to do, because every designer has an idea that they kind of imprint onto the game. When you make a shot, they want you to be able to make this shot, maybe, but they really don't want you to make this shot. And if you kind of start to understand how they designed the game in the way that they did, it starts to make sense, uh, like, where you need to combo and where you can't combo. So um, in that regard, I think he did a great job. This game combos like a beast. And um, the shots truly feel innovative, because there's so many shots where you shoot it and the ball will go up that shot and it will pop out somewhere else where you weren't expecting the first time. Uh, I don't want to say it felt like true magic, but it was really special. And I can say that feeling was emulated not only in myself, but with Chelsea and my other friend, Justin. Uh, we all unanimously were just like blown away. And I, fuck, I hate Stern. Uh, and I hate them more because now they have another game that I'm seriously considering purchasing. And God damn it. Like, Keith Elwin, again, I know you're listening. Um, please go to another game studio so I can continue to buy some of your great games and not have to pay Stern the money for it. Um, I was going to make a joke earlier. And it was going to be, I need to go to the Keith Elwin school for kids who can't play good and want to do other good stuff, too pinball college yeah well i mean you know i thought jurassic park wasn't as much of a home run as maiden was personally i thought those layouts are kind of similar but avengers feels really truly different it has a lot of shots um and the only negatives that i can really think of is besides the fact that i'm it's not like dream theme like avengers is cool but i don't get to hear robert downey jr uh, when Iron Man's yelling at me, which is a huge letdown, let me be honest. Let's be honest here. Uh, but I'm sure that could be fixed with custom code. Um, and the other, you know, like, real real negative, besides the hungry side lanes, or side drains, uh, the fact it's a stern. That's really all I have. And I'm grasping for straws at that. I heard the art of, like, the LCD screen is meh. But, I'm I mean, too that's... busy trying to just not lose control of the ball. To, yeah. I mean, it is different. Um, I don't know what the hell they did. Um, it feels similar to kind of how Turtles art looks a lot better on the play field and the side art than it does on the display. And I think it's just unfortunately there's not many that can keep up with uh, Zombie Yeti Man. It's just fact of the matter. Uh, I don't, you know, when he makes a game... I don't necessarily know that now that he's done making DMD games and we're now into the LCDs, if we're truly going to be able to match a lot of that. And, um, you know, it is what it is. I, I'm not going to knock the art that much. Um, so. Um, how fast was the Captain yeah. Marvel? How fast was her ramp? Pretty fucking fast. When I did it, it was pretty yeah. fucking fast. I mean, it, it wasn't the fastest ramp I've ever shot in my life, but it was close if it wasn't. Uh, it, it's really, really vicious. I mean, that ball screams back to your flipper. There is some issues with it. I noticed some high-speed shots that I made to it uh, would reject, 
and it didn't seem like I had shot. Oh, really? I, it seemed like I had not bricked the shot. Um, and there were a lot of, uh, obviously, bricked shots to it, too, that weren't great. I did some research on it, and it turns out that Stern doesn't have, like, a, a piece of guide that they took out for some reason, presumably cost savings, because if Gary can save a penny uh, over the course of 10,000 machines, he's going to do it. Um, and that people are now selling Lexan guides that you put into the ramp on the sides so the ball can't jiggle around as much as it's trying to go up the ramp. Mm. Um, and that makes the shot a lot, not easier, because it's not like it opens the shot up. It's a pretty tight shot. Um, but it makes it to where when you shoot those high-speed velocity shots up it, and maybe you're, you're making the shot, but it's not perfect, uh, it'll go up the ramp the way it's supposed to. Um, I think the Doctor Strange rotating disc orbit thing, super cool. Uh, the fact that it raises up and you shoot underneath it, and it's not just like a, it's like golf. Like, if you shoot that thing too far to the left or to the right, man, that pinball is literally going to go down, dip down into it, and then spit it back out just like it would if you were golfing and you hit it too close to the edge. Like, it's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> it does something that... You know, you, you, we haven't really seen, I don't think, in a game much. Um, so it it generally did. And, you know, you shoot the left orbit, expecting it to orbit around, and it doesn't. It spits back out over near the pop bumpers and then goes down to the spinny disc orbit, or the spinny disc from Doctor Strange to the possible upper flipper shot where you can either make a mini orbit up there or the uh, pregnant ramp trademarked by uh, Keith Elwin where you can shoot that ramp from any flipper. And that's a repeatable shot. And that feels so good to nail a few times, like back to back to back. It feels really good. You hit the same ramp, but from all uh, different no, flippers. No, so when you shoot that center ramp, the pregnant one, uh, that's meant to be able to, <laughs> and I say that because if, if you haven't looked at it, go look at the, the center ramp in Avengers on the premium. Uh, and on the pro, it's bowed out on both sides. So literally any flipper can shoot this. You can backhand it, forehand it, or the upper flipper shot. It'll go up the ramp. Um, that shot, when you make it, the wire form literally brings the ball right over, back down, and drops the ball right in front of that upper flipper. So you can literally make that center shot from either one of your lower flippers, and then you can repeat that shot multiple times with that upper flipper just back to back to back because that's where it's feeding it every time. Um, and it has a post up there too where it will catch the ball at like end of the modes or during some of the light shows uh, as well. And the light shows that I saw were incredible. I Like I said, I mean, it's not Guns N' Roses level light shows, but for a Stern, they were pretty on point and I was... Very impressed. And the subway. Holy shit, the subway. So cool. It's got uh, RGB lights underneath it, and it just, like, fucking pukes rainbow out in that subway when the ball's, <laughs> like, traveling through it. Super cool. And it is definitely deep. Deeper than I was able to get into that night. Did you move any gems around? I did. Uh, you shoot on the premium, the uh, vertical up kick, or if you're a Williams fan slash Bally, it's the popper shot on the far right. And that will allow you to move the gems around on the shots. Uh, it has to be lit, though. You can't just shoot it whenever. I, I don't know the qualifications, uh, but when it's lit, you can shoot that shot, and it allows you to move the stones around. 
or one stone around. Cool. I, I don't know how that works, but yeah, I was able to move one. So, um, but yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. I didn't get a ton of power stones or, or stones in general, infinity stones, excuse me, but um, it felt really good. The Thanos glove looks way better than the piece of plastic on the Pro. Um, so yeah. There's a lot of cool mods coming on for the game, like uh, 3D printed, kind of like the, the hand with the, you know, the glove with the hand and the gems in that for that back better one. Yeah, so. that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, and I bet you it, it's going to make it look even better. But no, there's just a ton of shots. There's wire forms everywhere. Man, it feels like a more packed Baywatch. And it's incredible for me to say that, but it really almost does feel like a Baywatch. It's like, how is this not a wide body? Yeah, I'm excited to play it. I don't have a super love for the theme. And like I've said before, Jurassic Park is just a little too hard to shoot. So I wasn't a fan. But when I've played Iron Maiden, I've enjoyed it. I don't know what I'm doing, but it was enjoyable. So uh, to have Avengers with even a more different layout, I'm pretty right. excited and to try it. I definitely, like I said before, um, I hate to admit it, but... Stern actually, I mean, well, not Stern, excuse me. Keith Elwin knocked it out of the park. And if this alien thing doesn't pick up, there's a very real possibility I'm going to be buying an Avengers Premium. What about I knew Godzilla? you were going to bring this up. I absolutely did. <laughs> um, you know, oh, one other thing. Parnell, there's a game I forgot to mention in the list here. Uh, I play Guns N' Roses, the limited edition. Oh, that's right. Uh, I'm going to do really quick here because I'm not going to gush about this game as much as I wanted to or have previously. This game did not hold up well on route, and I'm actually disappointed in the quality that the game has as far as some of the parts on it versus the Avengers, which came out, I think, before Guns N' Roses did or around the same time. Um, It just doesn't feel as good, and I can say from experience that this game has a similar feeling to how Pirates feels, where I have a friend who has a Pirates that's home use only, and it plays beautifully. I really want it. I'm not paying $14,000, but I really want it. There's another Pirates of the Caribbean LE on route that is at a much lower volume place that plays okay. And this person is known to set up their games playing really well. I'm not going to drop names or anything like that. And then the last one at Tilt is definitely one that plays the most hot garbagey out of the bunch. And this same trend is what I'm noticing with Guns N' Roses. I'm not happy with how this game's holding up over, I'm sure it's probably over 10,000 plays, everyone. I realize that. But there are, again, I hate to give it to them, there's a stern Star Trek that me and Parnell followed until the guy ultimately sold it. It had 38,000 plays. And uh, the gentleman sold it. The person that bought it was happy with it. It flipped great. This Guns N' Roses needed a lot of work, and it just didn't feel as good as the other ones that I've played. So I was definitely disappointed. That's kind of interesting, because when JJPs came out, they like, you know, stated, these are so solid, and they feel so good. We've had a change in owner slash management and so we have i don't know if this is their first or second game but they definitely 
dropped the price with Willy Wonka and on their standard, and this is another big push. This is probably their biggest seller right. ever. It's not a standard on at the tilt, is it? No, it's a limited edition. Okay, yeah. So the upper playfield felt okay. Uh, I think it wasn't locking balls correctly, which kind of sucked. Uh, and again, that that could go back to what I was mentioning earlier. But uh, the the spinning disc on that one had like literally an eighth of an inch or more wobble as the ball rolled over it. And the ball ended up getting stuck there a few times during my two games that I played it. And I think some of the honeymoon phase is over with my, with guns and roses to where (laughs) it's a really, really, really pretty gorgeous light show. And it has a lot of interesting shots in it, but it's not a game where I, after playing Avengers wanted to go back and play more even though I did, just to make sure, I both times, after I got done playing Guns N' Roses, I went back to Avengers, and it felt like the better game. Uh, however, sorry I got off topic, back on point, Godzilla, damn you, Parnell. Damn you, <laughs> damn you, damn you. Who's up next in rotation to do this game? Uh, wasn't it? No, Steve Rich just went. I think it's Keith. There's Unless. no fucking way Keith is, is going to pump out and if Keith Elwin in the he next already had three games done in his last interview wait say that again he had three games like already done oh my god so they okay. were just like waiting well who, who else is there for designers like I mean Gomez but he's kind of the lead now he's not supposed yeah Gomez to... doesn't do designs anymore really well the Borg I suppose so here's the deal if Borg does it it's gonna have a Godzilla bash toy and I'm gonna hate it uh, if Keith Elwin does it, I think I'm literally going to shit my pants and I'm going to have to get one because I love the Godzilla movies. And I really don't care if anybody thinks it's that silly. I truly do, especially the new ones. I'm really digging them, man. Way better than uh, the, what was it, 1990-whatever one with Ferris Bueller. Um, that one sucked. But I really have been enjoying the new Godzillas. So it'd be on my radar and it could possibly be the first Godzilla game that's actually like really good instead of like a, a hidden gem like the Sega one that has the longest ramp in pinball history. <laughs> no, it really does. I know. I'm just laughing. Yeah, because Dennis Norman left Stern, right? He's now at American Pinball. Oh, dude, he left everywhere. He was at Highway. He was at Deep Root. Oh, God. He did a game at Chicago Coin, and then he went to... American Pinball. So I feel like Michael Scott in that one scene where he's like, oh, God. I just realized another designer that Stern, I think, still has on the payroll that has not come out with the game, Brian Eddy. He had a game. He Did just he? had – He's didn't he do Stranger Things? Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, he, he's up. He'd be next up in rotation. Sure, yeah. Oh, man. All right, well, I take it back. I might not be getting a Godzilla then. Um. <laughs> I mean, as long as they learn from things that they've done, I can see where they were going with Stranger Things. I think it was just executed poorly. And part of me doesn't understand, like, I don't know if it was an interview or something I heard, but the prototypes play a lot different than the production games. I want to say maybe even Deadflip mentioned it. Tell that to Pinball Brothers. Nyah, nyah, nyah. <laughs> <laughs> He was talking about one of the prototypes played a certain way, and then the 
production game played a lot different and it was very noticeable and that can kind of wreck a game well then that kind of comes up to is that stern's quality control being that shitty yeah is it gary cutting costs wherever he can to save the pennies so he can put them in a bank and buy another disney title you know like is his reasoning or what is their reasoning as to why they played so different because i mean in my mind and i'm sure yours i mean the game that might play identical but you played tna's whitewood yep would you say that my tna more or less played the same i couldn't remember it was like two years from but there wasn't any like vast changes where you were like, that's not the same at all. Your ball didn't drop in the scoop is easy. That's like a super known thing with TNA though. Yeah. Usually it would drop in every time and on yours or maybe other productions, it skips, you know, like rolls past that hole, the scoop. Yeah. No, that's like a super known thing. <laughs> like nobody's, I, I was looking in there, and there's, like, no way to fix it that I know of um, or that I was able to find. But, okay, so maybe my TNA plays a little bit different than the Whitewood. Uh, but, but you also don't have ramps and stuff to kind of deal with, so it's right. a lot less. Right. I I just, I don't know, man. Brian Eddy d- has not instilled any confidence in me. I felt what are you like, about? You love Medieval Madness. I felt like the man hasn't made anything great since the 90s. <laughs> He also hasn't made anything since the 90s. Yeah, which is another like super valid point into why I'm not sure if the second game he comes out with is going to be a home run, if it's Godzilla. I really think that that should be an Elwin game because he's going to knock it out of the park, and I would absolutely buy one. Like if Stern tomorrow confirmed Keith Elwin did Godzilla, or if they can, can like 100% uh, Keith Elwin did James Bond, because Stern has both of those titles, supposedly. Uh, I'd be all over that, like white on rice. Like, no joke. Um, however, we, we don't know. And realistically, Borg's going to be up before Elwin is up again. I mean, I don't think they're going to go in order, per se. If a game is up, they're probably just going to put it on the line. And it also depends on their licensing contracts and stuff. Well, you got to think that James Bond's license then is coming up sooner than Godzilla's because I think Godzilla's was supposed to be a summer blockbuster or like fall movie, whereas James Bond was supposed to come out on my birthday. I was supposed to go see that on my birthday until COVID happened. Thanks, COVID. Kind of excited for James Bond. I am a secret James Bond lover, so. I love James Bond. Daniel Craig. I'm not He's saying the best James Bond since uh, what's his face? Sean Connery. Yes. I'm not saying that I'm gay, but if um, Daniel Craig wanted to kiss me, I he's probably one of the only men in the world that I'd be like, yeah, all right. I'm <laughs> and goddamn his blue eyes, man, like so piercing. Uh, he just does a good job. I know he's hated it. He's openly admitted it was the worst decision of his entire career because he hates how much uh, conditioning he needs to do and how good a shape he needs to be in and the demands of like the stunts that he has to do. Uh, He's been very open about that. Like he's happy he's a bond, but he's not happy with the process he has to be in to be bond. If that makes sense. That uh, that's like understandable, but also sad to hear. Well, I mean, you know, Bond's a fucking icon, like yeah, and that's just it, you know. Like sometimes you gotta sacrifice, but I get that it sucks to do it. 
it yeah, and I I totally understand too. I mean, uh, I'm not a big wrestling fan, but it's kind of like wrestling, like wrestlers, right? Like if you see a wrestler that comes out and he's 350 pounds and he's just like got a overweight dad bod, he's not going to perform anywhere near as well as some dude that comes out jacked and is super athletic and like is built like a truck. Um, so, you know, I guess that just kind of goes to show that, uh, you know, I am a huge Bond fan and I really like Daniel Craig and so does Parnell. I think I missed the last Bond movie, but I see that it's on HBO, I think. You haven't seen Skyfall? Mm, if I did see it, I don't remember it. All right. Well, A, that's bullshit because you'd remember it. And B, you need to go fucking watch. Wait. Is Skyfall the most recent, though? No, what's the one with the, with the spider and it cracks the glass and it comes down? Is that Skyfall? The spider that cracks the glass? Hold on, let's, let's do some quick Googling here. Spectre was the one with that. You, it hit the glass and then the, like the legs came down. Oh, yeah, okay. So Spectre was pretty good. Skyfalls were... Spoiler, M dies, right? At right, the yeah. I did see that for sure. Skyfall is so fucking good. It's probably my favorite. I do really like Casino Royale, though. That's because it's his first one, right? Yeah, but I mean, he just, he did a really good job. Quantum of Solace was a total snooze fest. Uh, that was the one where he goes to that island, right? And he kills that chick, breaks out of prison and stuff. Jaws or whatever his name is. Like, he was kind of like that. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. That, yeah, it wasn't super good, but it was entertaining, sort of. Quantum of Solace, I, I really don't remember. Um, you know, Spectre was pretty cool. Skyfall is definitely my favorite thus far, though. I mean, that, especially, oh God, who's the actor who, um... Raul Silva? Yes, I think. He's the MI6, ex-MI6 operative turned cyber terrorist. Yes. That man is amazing at being a villain. Like, seriously. I think that he knocked it out of the park. Oh, wait. No, it's Javier Bardem, right? Yeah, that's his real name. The guy in the movie is Raul Silva. Yes. So Javier Bardem. He plays such a good villain in Skyfall. It was like two perfect pieces, like cogs coming together. Um, and I really like No Country for Old Men as well, but because uh, he also played a, a great uh, villain or was it antagonist is the bad one, right? And protagonist is like the main character. Like they're the two that, right, I think? Yes. I don't know, but I will agree. All right. Well, you, everyone knows what I'm talking about, even if I'm using the wrong terminology, but Javier Bardem is amazing in uh, Skyfall. I really liked him. So that's why it's my favorite. Like, not only is it Daniel Craig, but that actor too. We are totally fucking off topic. These are both rumors, James Bond and Godzilla. I will be curious if one of those names gets used as a code word. Well, they did like, it with Jaws, right? That's what I was going to say. It was Ghost? No, Jurassic Park. Yep. Jurassic Park, uh, when I got one of the fix kits... It said Jaws on it, and so I laughed out loud at the bar because I knew that somebody had leaked out Jaws, but it was because it was the code word. I don't think they're going to make the game, right? 
So the code word leaked out. People thought it was really coming. Now, there is a high percentage of Stern making Godzilla because they supposedly did buy the license, but maybe Spooky's in on it. I don't know. Maybe Spooky was in on it with Stern that they got the license and uh, Stern did and they, Spooky didn't. That would be kind of a very long troll, but it would be funny. I'm really hoping that Spooky got Evil Dead. I really want that theme to be a pinball machine. Yeah. There's also the Spooky CGC game coming out. Um, ben Heck supposedly did it. Ah, oh, heck. <laughs> CGC's been super slow on their own game remake, which... Which I have insider details on. That's the funny part. We all think it's Cactus Canyon. Then the rumor popped up that they had a ton of Twilight Zone cabinets. And then another rumor popped up that Brian Allen, he made a bunch of whitewater art, so it's got to be that game. And that's a non-license. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Who knows, right? I think it's going to be Cactus Canyon. I'll put $5 down on it. You want to take that bet, buddy? Huh? Five bucks a tilt whenever you decide to come down here in 2024? <laughs> uh, kind of, but I kind of believe that that's what it's going to be, so no. No, okay. All right. Fair enough. All right, so yeah, I guess this is the time of the podcast where uh, we go ahead and say goodbye, good night, and thank you so much, our lovely fans. We are going to save what we were going to talk about for the next one. What else were we going to talk about? Well, isn't that oh, funny? Oh, shit! We should do that, because I really want to rail on these guys for like 10 minutes. Uh, You're probably going to cut a bunch of this out anyway. Just extend it. Just extend it. Just take this episode into like a limo. <laughs> just stretch that shit out some more. This weekend, Pinball released, and they had a little clip from the creators at Adventure Pinball or something. Um, yes. No, Pinball Buzz. No, Pinball Adventures. That's what the name is called. The website oh. is Pinball Buzz. Okay. And they have uh, a game called Funny Factory, and that got announced kind of a long time ago. And there's some movement on the game. What I didn't realize was this is a Canadian company, and it's like a family-run business. This little trailer they released had a little more insight on how they came up with the game and some of the background and supposedly there's another trailer coming, but they've posted some pictures on their Instagram and on their website. I finally sent this to Ryan and I wanted to see if he saw what I saw and if he had any more ideas on what I saw or what is out there. So I'll put the the link in the show notes, but yeah, so I'm going to use a pun because I'm punny and it's <laughs> fucking awful. Um, I have a so I have a few things that I spied almost immediately. Uh, a, they need to pull their heads out of their asses with this speaker panel craziness where they mount the speaker somewhere else, man, and they cut a channel to direct the true stereo surround at you, so you get a unaffected, uh, you know, backlash. Oh my god, I don't fucking care. Like. You know, for the most part, there needs to be an LCD or DMD. That's perfect space where you could have speakers on it. Like, if you really cared enough, you could have something mount behind a back glass. If you truly wanted to have the whole thing covered and just have all that stuff mount behind it or just behind it, and you'd still be able to fit everything the way. I don't know why they reinvented the wheel. Um, the next thing, they're painting the inside of the cabinet, which 
I know someone at a very special place that's close to us who would absolutely tell me that painting the bottom or the inside of a cabinet is like one of the worst things that you can do. And I totally agree. So they're painting the inside of it on all of them. Uh, there's like 15 fucking stand-ups. And I think there's a ramp and maybe an orbit. So there's a bunch of stand-ups. There's an orbit and then a center crusher shot that locks a ball or something. It kind of looks like a vertical upkick that goes through a tube. They're doing some interesting things with like uh, hydro dipping and... They've got some drop targets that they severely need to adjust where they sit like an eighth of an inch lower than the play field. Um, I guess they're trying. I don't see this game being under $6,000. And there's no way I would pay that much for that theme. That game, that theme, my God, that theme does not look exciting or fun. Uh, personally like at all the cool thing is this company which seems to be family run is kind of all about family friendly just themes that he made up or thinks are a good idea so it's cool to see that obviously we'll see if they actually come out i mean celts took a while and that came out that's good uh funny factor i think was announced way back like uh, a couple years ago and we haven't seen much, and supposedly on some of his notes, he has a blog post stating that, you know, how, how to make a pinball machine. And I want to say he said he has 10 prototypes. We will see if something comes out. Yeah. Because it's said to come out in 2021. And crazy part is under the games that they're working on, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine games listed. Nine games. And to have, I mean, obviously people could be working on these already, but like to have nine games queued, I don't know. Like maybe that's a pipe dream. Like they're just, they don't know how hard it's going to be to make the first game. This sounds like some deep root shit 2.0. If they price this in what we think it should be priced at, I think that they could have a niche market. I mean, maybe, but I'm not convinced, personally. Well, the things I'm seeing don't convince me, because, like, did you see the leg bolts that they used as well? I did. I saw their Allen bolts. Yeah. What? (laughs) Okay, so then, if you look at a picture of the cabinet, you'll see, like, the lockdown bar and the rails are kind of similar to Spooky. This makes me believe... Either they are legit manufacturing on their own, or potentially, if you uh, know, trade between Canada and China is very loose. Like, they don't have the same uh, restrictions that the U.S. does. I wonder if he hooked up with HomePin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's really hard to tell, right? I think it'll really be interesting to see where they decide to go next. I think right now they're more credible almost than uh, Pinball Brothers at the moment. Uh, Pinball <laughs> Brothers, watch out. The Canadian family-run company's uh, shooting some serious fucking shots over there. We at least see where they are uh, have a full game and do a bunch of like camera around the whole game with the play field installed. 
uh, as opposed to just taking a picture of like a fucking four by four piece of play field and posting it up on their Facebook. So God, you sound so bitter. I am because I've been so excited about this and they have just been nothing but quiet and sharing the most stupid shit. Yeah. I think that they could do something great. There's definitely going to be a market for family friendly themes like this that are unlicensed because that's what everybody cries about on Pinside until they play it. And they're like, well, I just really can't get into the theme, so I just sold it and got rid of it. Because, you know, I like unlicensed games, but the theme, it just doesn't have the staying power. It's kind of bullshit. Uh, you know, Pinside cries and bitches and moans about, you know, dad rock pins coming out or dad band pins coming out. And then, you know, games like Dialed In come out. That's a completely original idea, and it sells fucking horribly. Because people are like, well, it's really fun to shoot, but I just can't get into the theme. It's like, well, it's an unlicensed theme. Yeah, but, you know, that's not the right unlicensed theme. (laughs) Okay, sure. Yep. So, I I don't know. I I think this guy is kind of sounding like Deep Root 2.0 at this point. The only difference is is he's not attacking it the same way and he doesn't have J-pop in his back pocket. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't taken money. Right. So we'll see... Speaking of deep root, how are those games coming? Y'all almost getting ready to ship them? Fuck, they're never going to ship them. <laughs> Don't you feel bad for at least that one asshole in the entire world that bought one of the Raza LEs for $9,000 and then I bet money he paid the extra grand for that pin crate. That motherfucker probably dropped ten grand plus on a Raza and I don't think he's ever going to fucking see it. <laughs> Why is that? Because I don't think they're ever going to come out with the game. Oh. Dropping some hard hard, hard love here. Okay, so the boards, I just found this. Uh, the boards came from Team Pinball, which are from the UK. And Team Pinball did the Mafia. Wasn't that that single level that was like ten grand? Yes. <laughs> okay. I guarantee you this is going to be more expensive than Paps Beer Crusher or Woe Nelly. Guaranteed. I, I want to say they drove their board with a Raspberry Pi, which... Not a good, not a good psalm to use when you're turning a game on and off and it runs an operating system. Right. And that's why I say like the, the fast or a P-Rock, like those are your cheap in a, like cheap. And they're in the U they're in North America. Right. Why would you pay that shipping from the UK? Something seems funny. We'll see what happens. I hope that they come out. I hope everybody comes out with games and sells, can sell games. Things don't make sense to me where I feel like they would have saved money doing something different. But people should have known, just like the Mafia. Who did the Drift game? Do you remember? Nope. Don't know which game you're talking about at all. Do you even play pinball? I do. I do. Do you? Have you played a part of the Caribbean? Perfect Drift pinball? Mm Mm-mm. Nope. Oh, my God. So, God forbid, like, you play pinball, but I just read pinball? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just say now, I, um, I'm happy where I'm at versus where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be playing it than reading about it. Okay, I shot you a link. Who designed it? Oh, my God. Qu- Quilzal? S- STR pinball? I mean, the only thing that's immediately sticking out and it's sticking out. 
is that thick woman that's in the center of the fucking plate. <laughs> hey, did we figure out who is making Alien? It's thick with two C's. What do you mean? Remember, they said someone in Spain is making the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're a company that have like 10 employees, so I'm sure they're just churning out games right now. Well, it's, not, it's not one of these people, is it? Uh, no, the people that they're working with, I think we're already making like Williams parts. Oh, okay. All right. And then they somehow just got onto it. Yeah, this, this drift game looks interesting. It actually looks pretty badass for a single level. Yeah. But it was like 10 grand. I mean, I want one just for the ass on it. Cause God <laughs> damn. Uh, but I don't know if I'd pay ten grand for one. I'd probably pay five k for one, or like six, like TNA. Yeah, it was way more than that. Yeah, I'm lying. I'd pay five for it. But like, I love the idea of drift, drifting, and car racing. Like, it makes a great game. Right. Well, the art's cool. Yeah, the I mean, art's wild. Besides the girl that's thick with two C's. Um, I mean, the cars look really interesting. They look generic, but at the same time, something I would totally expect to see rolling around on the roads in Tokyo. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely looks like it could be a lot of fun. I'm actually kind of disappointed I didn't know about this sooner and really disappointed that it was $10,000. I can't. Don't quote me on that because this thing says 5000 U.S., but you had to be an orderer of Captain Nemo. What the fuck does that mean? It's, just, it's an older game, I guess, that they made. The problem is, I swear I heard that it jumped up in price, or the shipping and stuff was going to make it very expensive. I mean, I'm almost tempted to see if I could just get one of these, and what they're going for now. I don't even know. If, did they ever come out? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I don't even know. What is this called? Perfect Drift? Let's look yeah. it up on Pinside. Pinside, tell me the things. It's not auto-populating. <laughs> nope. We're already off to a good start. Oh, my God. A new pinball, an STR pinball. So producers, so they're both making it? I think they came together to make it. All right, well, let's see if I can contact either of these people real quick. Not contact them. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, prerequisites, no ramps, four flippers, Japanese sci-fi. After analyzing it, we switched the theme to Japanese drift racing. Okay, so I see it here. Oh, my God, Captain Nemo dives again. Looks awful. <laughs> I can't get behind Captain Nemo. That looks like a Gottlieb game, like a... A fucking spring break or like gold wings. Actually, I don't even think that's fair to gold wings, but that does not look awesome. I can contact them. Uh, listeners, I will update you and let you know exactly how much it would cost. And they made their own boards. Damn. If it's seriously only $5,000 USD, that's pretty attractive. I am interested in a Tokyo Perfect Drive. Drift. Not drive. Did you see the Super Canasta basketball game? No. Man, you got to stop showing me all this weird shit from other countries because I'm going to end up buying one of these and it's going to be like the second worst decision I've made in pinball. Wait, what was your first one? Getting into pinball? 
All right, the third worst thing I've ever done in pinball. Looks like they call it super hoops in translation. One is obviously getting into pinball. Super hoops actually doesn't even look that bad. Like, it looks like a decently shooting basketball game. Yeah, but I hate basketball. Oh. Yeah, I hate basketball. Uh, getting into pinball. Um, not learning how to haggle sooner in pinball. It's a big regret. I don't get why you hate Captain Nemo so much. Because it looks like a Gottlieb game from the 90s, like 80s, late 80s. Mm. And not like a good one. Are you just basing it on the art? No, I'm basing it on like the layout. Because it looks like one of those Gottlieb games, like Hollywood or something. Which is actually really fun. Sure. It's cool. It's got ball stealing and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Super cool. Oh, my God. You're such a hater. Get out of oh. here. The other regret I had, uh, buying Playboy. <laughs> I'm glad I could waste your money. You didn't waste my money. That, so, like, in that sense, it was a great buy. But in the sense of me, like, thinking I was going to have something that I was going to hold on to for a long time, that, that was a waste. But I got a Metallica Pro out of it, so I'm not going to bitch. A fully modded Metallica Pro. Okay, did you see this basketball game? I'm pulling it up right now. God, it only took you forever. Oh, my God. Oof. Look at the layout. That's pretty neat. It's interesting. It's got, the, like, the cool hoop with the magnet. Like, It's got, like, a bastard whodunit ramp, but instead of going different ways, it's just one massive single ramp. The, the hoop shot from the scoop looks kind of cool, though. I'll give mm -hmm. you that. Yeah. Are there, are there two flippers all the way up there in the very back of the game? behind that stand-up and the scoop? No. How the fuck are you supposed to shoot those two stand-ups on either side of the far-back scoop in the center of the game? The two things below it are kickers. Oh, are they? Okay. Well, then, okay. Yeah, I like your TNA. That's interesting. I hope they're selling games. These are pretty cool. They're a chunk of money, but, like, it's neat to see someone making stuff that, like, Tokyo Drift, dude, that was my favorite Fast and Furious movie. This isn't the... Tokyo Drift, but it's a drift, you know, based off drifting, which is super awesome. Right. And I don't mind. I used to play basketball. I don't mind it. I mean, I'm kind of too short to play, but. Well, it's all right, buddy. No, but this this layout's genuinely interesting. Like, if if this game comes with, like, English callouts, um, I'd be all over this, like, white on rice. Like, no joke. And I think it would. Because, like, the whole game has English all over it, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, if I... Damn, now I almost want one of these. Shit. Or now I've got it. If I hate it, we'll route it. You can buy half of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, Big gamble. Cheaper than a Stern Pro. Uh, well, let's go see what shipping is. I'm curious why there's not a distributor in the U.S. already. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, my God, it has tires and wheels. Over the pop bumpers. I didn't notice that till just now. I think that they <laughs> updated that game. All right. Well, uh, I think we have rambled long enough. Oh, my God. Yeah. Another 30 minutes of us off topicking. All right. Well, I think uh, it's that time, Parnell. I can finally go to bed. In a minute. We have to talk <laughs> after the podcast. It's fine, though. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, if you have any comments, questions, show ideas, 
games that Ryan should buy, you can contact us at flippin and mashing at gmail.com. Nowhere else yet because Stern banned us from the internet. Because we are the outlaws. We will find a way. We will rebuild. Every dinosaur finds a way. That's true. <laughs> well, everybody, good night. Good night. Goodbye. That's some serious stuff, them funnies. I tried to do the funnies funny. Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Would you say that it's funny because it's funny, or maybe because it's funny? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Hold on, everyone. Where's the villain? Jesus Christ, I need the villain's name. He's he's here somewhere. I, I know he is. Why are these pictures so small? I feel like I'm an old man. <laughs>